listening to a Drishti Point podcast. Please visit our website for more inspiring interviews on yoga, spirituality, and wellness. And I'm your host, Farnaz Rali, for this edition of Drishti Point. And today we have a special guest, His Holiness Paramhans Swami Maheshwaranda, known as Swamiji. Since 1972, Swamiji has lived and worked in Europe where he founded the Yoga in Daily Life system. Yoga in Daily Life is a holistic system for mind, body, consciousness, and soul based on the ancient teachings of yoga and adapted for today. Right now, Swamiji is in Brisbane, Australia on his 36th annual World Peace Tour. Welcome, Swamiji. Thank you. Thank you. How is Australia? Oh, Australia is a wonderful, beautiful nature, beautiful people, and Australians are very health conscious, and they love the practicing of yoga, especially yoga and daily life. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. I wanted to focus today's show on the yamas and niyamas, and I was wondering if you could start off by translating the word yama and niyama and giving us a general overview about what they mean. Yes, that's a wonderful question. Very, very nice. You choose very good. Uh, first of all, I would like to say hello and blessing to all listeners of the Drasti Point. And thank you for inviting me to your radio. And bless you all. According to the classical uh, parts of yoga, which is authentic, ancient literatures describing, there are five different kinds of yoga paths. Hatha yoga, Karam yoga, Bhakti yoga, Raj yoga, and Jnana yoga. Uh, Raj Yoga is the one of the most beautiful part because that develops the self-confidence and it awakes the hidden powers within our body. Raj Yoga have eight steps that's also known as Ashtanga Yoga. Mm-hmm. Similarly, like our yoga in daily life have also eight steps. And the yoga and daily life model is designed according to the Raj Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Gyan Yoga, and Hatha Yoga. Raj Yoga have got eight steps, and first of them is called Yama and Niyama. Mm-hmm. Yama have five principles, and Niyama has also the five principles. Yama means self-control. Self-control, controlling your senses and leading yourself towards the divine path. The first point of the Yama begins with the Ahimsa, non-violence, physical, mental, social, political, no any violence to any persons or any creatures even no violence towards the nature. Mm -hmm. Ahimsa is now one of the highest principles. Second comes the Satya. Mm -hmm. Satya means the truth. 
search the truth, there is only one truth. Brahma Satya, Jagat Mithya. The Brahman is the truth. And this world is changeable, is not the truth, is not a reality. Follow the path of the truth. It means be truthful and search within thyself that eternal truth, that eternal truth is part of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Satya is a very, very important. Ahimsa and Satya. This will lead you further and create a wonderful harmony in your body and mind, and it will make a person fearless. If anyone have anxiety, mm -hmm. anyone is nervous, anyone is sad, or don't know what to do, practice this first yama, niyama, and that's called Second is called asteya. Asteya means non-stealing. Mm -hmm. Do not steal anything. Physically, emotionally, intellectually, mentally, and so on. Because when we steal something, we are may happy to have something, but we make others very unhappy. Therefore. In the world, now is the problem that people, through the different kind of business and different kind of the tricks and different kind of commercial advertising, they try to steal. That is not good. So, Asteya, do not steal. Have confidence. Have a faith in God who gave the peak will give the food also. What is in your destiny, it will come to you. Don't think that God will let you down. No. We will get what is in our destiny. And therefore, Asteya. And the third point mm -hmm. comes Brahmacharya. Mm -hmm. the Brahma means the supreme. And Charya means the movement. He whose every thought and actions every feelings is constantly connected to the supreme that is called the brahmacharya mm -hmm. to studying in gurukul in the schools called the brahmacharya and also the controlling of your emotional passion is also called the brahmacharya brahmacharya will get immense of energy physical mental and spiritual because the source of our energy is that Brahman mm -hmm. and be always one with the Brahman. So Brahma Satya, Jagat Mithya that comes after immediately. Then it's coming called Aparigraha. Mm -hmm. Aparigraha means do not collect too much. It is said in the Shastras Thou shall not carry. Don't carry these all burdens. Don't collect too many things. As many things as you collect, that will be a for you burden. But so, at the same time, mm -hmm. we live in this civilized world. 
we need to pay the electricity we need to pay our telephones we need to pay our uh, uh different bills mm-hmm. we need to have food we need to be able to uh, welcome our guest so it's good to have a material things but not too much that's very important that's why it's called aprigraha and then it, it comes is that at Yama. all is that at all from the same word of satyagraha that gandhi used yes satyagraha is different satyagraha means that you can say that you collect the truth but not the unnecessarily things mm okay okay that you collect the energy you collect the love you collect the good qualities so satyagraha Now before you okay. go, go on to the niyamas I'd like to just go back to the point you made about ahimsa and my question is um we will be talking about the subject a little bit later but can you talk a little bit about how about its impact for people who practice yoga and practice the asanas of yoga how important it is to adhere to a vegetarian diet Yes that's a wonderful question thank you that you reminds me this and I will explain you this okay okay it is like that that uh, when you begins to uh become aware of your being as a human mhm when you concentrate and you feel that you are a human and what means for me to be a human Mhm. That time the human consciousness is awakening through different energy chakras. And the heart of the human opens wide as we call the universal love. So the human quality is that human don't want to make anyone suffering or pain to anyone. Mm. and therefore it is said ahimsa and it is said thou shall not kill and thou shall not kill so yoga practitioner when begins to practice yoga this very subtle energy awakes the spirituality begins to develop the human consciousness completely developing the unfoldment of the hidden powers in the humans and if in such a case yoga practitioner consumes the food which is coming from suffering of the animals mm-hmm. kills animals their pain that energy that can uh, delay the development of a yogi mm-hmm. and therefore for yoga and for human very beginning advice to be sattvic means the balanced pure nourishment and there is a do not eat any dead bodies or killed animals therefore ahimsa means actually do not kill and do not eat them feed them love them but don't eat them Mm-hmm. so for yogis and yoga practitioners and even who doesn't practice yoga 
who becomes aware that I'm a human will not eat meat. Mm-hmm. You got it? Yes, definitely. Yes. So now you are going to talk, um, continue and talk about the niyamas. Yes. Okay, after the yama, when we control ourselves and discipline following, then comes the niyam. Niyam comes from discipline, means continuity. Sayam and niyam. Yama comes also as a sayami. Sayam means withdrawing the senses from outside and getting the limitations. And now niyama tells, Oh, my disciple, have a control over your senses. Mm-hmm. The five senses of the knowledge and five senses of the karma. Make the limitation of your desires so that your life will be happy and that you will be fearless and within you will be that divine life dwelling that finally your individual consciousness will merge into the cosmic consciousness. What we call God doesn't matter in which religion, in which form we believe. So, the niyama. The first of niyama is it's called saucha. Mm-hmm. Saucha means purity. Pure food, pure nourishment, mm-hmm. pure thoughts, physical and mental purities, even purities in your words, purities in your thoughts, purities in your feelings, purities in your actions, and purities in your way of life. Because spirituality means purities. If there is impurity, your spirituality is dimmed. There is more darkness. There is confusion. There is fanatism. There is anger, there is hate, there is revenge. And those who are spiritual, their consciousness is so pure that it sees in everyone the oneness and the God. So it is the purity called Saucha. Mm-hmm. Second, Santosha. That is wonderful, beautiful. If everyone will practice Santosha, this global financial crisis which happened, no one will be unhappy. Hmm. But they do not have the santosha. Santosha means contentment, satisfaction. And it is said, Gajdhana, Bajdhana, or Ratana Dhana Khan, Jab Aye Santoshdhana, Shabdhana Dhur Shaman. It means, you may have lot of gold, May you have the diamonds, mines, you have lot of properties, but if you have no satisfaction in your heart, then you are the poor. And those who are content in their hearts, then all this material wealth is just like a dust. Hmm. So it means believe. Believe in your destiny, 
believe in that God's will, that it will be. Like it is said, simple living and higher thinking. And that's what I think the Jesus said once, mm-hmm. thou shalt not carry and do not believe in these wrong gods, means this gold. They were doing the business with the money and gold. That he means. Mm. The santosha, as simple you live, that happy you are, and that less problems you will have. So, santoshi nar sada sukhi. A content, a satisfied person is always happy, always happy in the life. And those who have different desires, different longings, they is ever unhappy, ever unhappy. After santosha, Mm-hmm. It comes something beautiful, it, teaching to the disciple. The master tells, Tapa, Tapasya. Tapasya means to have energy to endure the situation. Mm-hmm. Try to endure the situation. Control. Don't be angry. And if it's a cold or a hot, hungry or thirsty, happiness or unhappiness, try to balance yourself. Find a middle point that you are balanced. If you are very hungry, don't worry. You will not die. You will get food. If you are very thirsty, don't worry. You will get water. If it is very hot, don't worry. Cool nights will come. And if it is very cold, don't worry. The sun will again shine. It will be warm warm. So balance your inner self, balance your senses, balance your thoughts to overcome and endure the, all the different situations in the life. That's called tapasya. Mm-hmm. For example, a student is studying from the nursery school till university. They have to endure this hard learning process. That's called a tapasya. But the fruits of this tapasya, what they are studying, after finishing their graduation, they will have a good, happy life. They will have a good work. And these are the fruits of your tapasya. Similarly, yogi should endure the many things. If someone is angry, forgive it. And endure those hard words someone told you. Mm. Forget it. All anger and hard words comes out of ignorance. Like, again, I will quote the, what they said in the Bible. The Christ said, the Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. That's yoga. You know, that's yoga. The Christ was a good yogi. He stayed in India so long. He studied this all yoga and samadhi and meditations. And that what he's telling, it is coming from yoga philosophy. Mm-hmm. So tapasya is very important for everyone. If you practice asanas a little bit hard, mm-hmm. don't worry. Don't worry, next day you will feel good. Day after tomorrow you will feel more better. Third day you will feel more better. In beginning is everything is a little bit hard. So therefore we should have tapasya. After that comes another point, beautiful, beautiful, that's called Shvadhyaya. Shvadhyaya means study. 
There are two kinds of swadhyaya. Mm-hmm. One is to study authentic, ancient, those literatures which gives you informations, which gives you knowledge, which makes you free of the fear, which gives the clarity to your mind not to make the duality. It frees from the, uh, what we call the fanatism, and it gives you contentment and enlightenment, me of the enlightenment of motivation, that you begin to do something. You realize your mistakes and you find the right way, and the right way is Think wide like a sky. Don't make any differences. That is Swadhyaya. Mm-hmm. And second point of the Swadhyaya, Shwa means the self. Adhyaya means the chapter. So meditate according to the yoga and daily life, the very good meditation technique that's called the self-inquiry meditation. People love that. Mm-hmm. And many people, they practice this, mostly those who are the psychologists, because they find those answers which they can't find in the books. Mm. So, Shwam is the self, mm-hmm. Adhyam is the chapter. Close your eyes and see how many chapters in your life you began. How many chapters did you complete? How many chapters are still open? How many chapters was painful? And how many chapters were the beautiful and divine? Are you making the same mistakes? Or you are doing the same beautiful things that continues your spiritual development and as a protection of the life? Shvadhyaya, study thyself your body, your body feelings, your mind, the thoughts in your mind, your emotion, your intellect, your inner feelings, your relation to the outer world, relation to thyself, and how was your life and how you would like to continue. When you meditate, self-inquiry meditation technique tells you Mm-hmm. In one level, there are about eight, nine levels. What am I thinking? What did I think? What should I think? And why should I think? Try to come to get an inner answer. Then many unnecessarily thoughts will disappear and beautiful divine thoughts will come. How many impurities we collected in body, physical and emotional? Hmm. Human is known as a divine and to purify the body, mind and emotion to get the divine energy and pure consciousness. So Swadhyaya is a beautiful thing which everyone has to do. Every day read, every day read your mind, 
every day read your body feelings, every day read the situation of the world and try to digest and try to understand. The finally mm-hmm. comes Ishvara Pranidhana, devotion. It is like this. Finally, if one is ill, one is unhappy, one is lost, one is lonely, one is suffering, one is old, one is dying, finally the inner self again turns to God. There's only one that is our God. And that is the consciousness of Gurudev, that Guru conscious. Guru conscious means Brahman. Therefore it is said Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Param Brahma, Tasmei Sri Guruve Nama. Finally, our inner feelings turns to that Supreme. Ishwara means the Supreme. Ishwara, which has no form, is not like we call this God and that God and my God and their God. There is no duality. Finally, there is only one. And that's called Ishwara. Pranidhan means surrender. Surrender thyself to God. Devotion to thyself to God. Overcome all the vikshepas, doubts, conflicts, quarrelings. Only you, O oh my Lord. So thy will will be seen. And everything will happen as God will say. And that's how we call the Yama and Yama. Well, there's a lot of wisdom and insight to digest there, not only for me. Yes, but it's a lot of these things. And you know that you, you um, people of the BC, the British Columbia, must be very proud and must be very happy that you have a very excellent uh, yoga and daily life teacher, Swami Kajanan. Yes, that's and right. he studied long, long time in India and with me in Europe, and he also with the Guruji, my master. And uh, I think best would be that he takes one subject, one point of Yama and Niyama, and gives the courses. That would be perfect. Gajanan have a very great knowledge about this. And I'm happy, I'm proud for Vancouver people that in yoga and their life you have such a Swami. Really, he is Swami who follows all the principles, all the disciplines. And uh, I can only gratulate you that you have such a guide, a leader in yoga and their life in Vancouver and British Columbia. Well, actually, starting in May on Drishti Point, we'll be broadcasting a special series, and Swami Gajanand will spend one show on each Yama and Niyama so that he can explain in more detail. So we're excited, too. But we're going to take a short break and listen to a bhajan again from the uh, Yoga and Daily Life Ashram. And then when we come back, I just have one or two s- hopefully quick or small questions for you. So please stay on the line. Yes, and welcome. we'll be back soon. Yes, 
We're back. You're listening to Drishti Point. I'm your host, Farah, and we have on the line Swamiji, who's with us from Brisbane, Australia. Welcome back. Thank you. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Thank you. It was a beautiful bhajan. Yes. Can you actually explain uh, to our listeners what a bhajan is? Okay. Well, uh, there is a called bhajan is a spiritual song. Mm-hmm where there is a questions and answers and teachings are inside. Then is the poems, where there is a question and answer. Then there is a kirtan, just repeating name of the God again and again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And there is a, then stories, which is also inspiring us very much. Mm-hmm. And then there is a theater, which is played Theater is a language, a body, which can clearly express the things. So out of the kirtans and poems, bhajan is the best, because there is a devotion, name of God, teachings, questions, and answers properly guided by bhajan. And then the essence of the bhajan comes the mantra, and essence of the Kirtans and everything is the, finally comes the beautiful divine mantra that the practitioner should repeat during the practicing asanas, pranayams, relaxation, or meditations. Now that's actually a whole other subject. Maybe when you call us in May for the show, our next interview, then maybe you can talk more about mantra. But I want to go back a little bit to the yamas and niyamas. I was rereading your book, Hidden Power in Humans, and you talk about the concept of anupasana. So can you explain what it means and how it can help a yoga student to help to develop in adhering to the virtues of yamas and niyamas? Yes, that is a very nice question to make more clearly. Because sometimes people do not understand this English, oh, sorry, the Sanskrit words, mm-hmm. yama and niyama. When I talk about yama, people understand like a motorbike. <laughs> and when I say something about niyama, so then they say different things. Uh, actually, uh, for a yoga practitioner or a practitioner of any spiritual path, Mm-hmm. You let's say may you practice karate, you may practice judo, you may practice shiatsu, you may practice yoga, you may practice uh, tennis playing or anything. There you need a discipline, and you need to be innerly calm, and that's what the yama and niyama brings. When we follow the principle of yama and niyama, then one gets self-confidence. It develops the self-confidence. It's very important for the players. For example, a sport in Olympia game or any, they need two things, the willpower, mm-hmm. and it is the yama niyama which, like our swadhyaya, swadhyaya will create the willpower tapa, tapasya, to endure, to endure if you are winner or not, if you are tired or not, 
but you have such a willpower inside. So the mental energy and concentration that will let you win. Not your physical strength. Physical strength is very limited. So practitioners of any sport, practitioners of any um, spiritual path, practitioners of yoga and daily life, or any yoga practitioners, or let us say the health conscious people, or who is hiking in the mountains, or mountaineers who is climbing, Mm-hmm. Yama and Niyama, these two principles, they should keep always in their mind. You know, in the games, there is strictly given the instructions, do not hurt other. Mm-hmm. And if you hurt other, you are out. And that's the same thing in divine principle. Don't cause pain to anyone. Follow the non-violence. That will give you certainty, that will make you free from the fear, and that will awake a confidence and strength in you. It's beautiful. Even you don't practice anything, but you just lead a normal human, uh, a normal uh, family life. Mm-hmm. You have more children, you have more work, you have company, business, mm-hmm. time. But the following of this Yama and Niyama, these ten principles, is not hard because this is innerly. And that will give you comfortable, happy, healthy, and divine life. So actually this is a Yama and Niyama given by Patanjali, mm-hmm. a great Patanjali who was 1,500 years before Christ. And this ten principles, which is Yama and Niyama. He researched. Patanjali is now a father of the psychology. It was the Patanjali who researched that the human, the how is human consciousness, how is human mind, and what's happening in human consciousness, what was from past, where is the hidden, what is the presence, which influences, and what will happen in the future. So Vikshepas and Kaleshas, he serves the cause and the, also the solution. It, so Patanjali said this ten, Yama Niyama, which is also in the Bible, then they took it or they write it what they call ten commandments. Mm. It's the same, this is from Patanjali. You know, it, it astounds me that there was so much wisdom that's still oh, yes, relevant. There was so much wisdom. And that's so relevant to our modern society because our modern society is so different from the time that Patanjali lived and yet it seems even more relevant to our society now. Mm. Yeah, so that's what yoga and daily life actually means, that ancient wisdom for modern life. Mm-hmm. Yoga and daily life is utilizing or bringing authentic, classical and from first hand, the ancient wisdom for this modern world. And that's beautiful, you know. We have to go back to that truth, the reality, the beauty of our life. The modern technology has made a human individual, made a human Many problems are created for the humans here in this. 
So if we follow this yogic principles, we will be the happiest and healthiest persons in the world. And for those listeners out there, if you stay tuned, we're going to take another break. And when we be back, when we're back, uh, Jitamaya will have some announcements, and we'll also give you information about how you can get in touch with the Yoga and Daily Life Center here in Vancouver. Thank you so much, Swamiji, for um, being with us and and sharing with us your wisdom and your knowledge. And I'd just like to invite you, if you have any last words for our listeners. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, what I can wish for all dear brothers, sisters, all listeners, first of all is I wish them a very good health. Health is not everything, but everything is nothing without health. I wish them harmony, happiness, and peace in their life. Divine protection, God may protect every their thoughts and steps. And may they always be happy, and God bless them. That's my prayer to Almighty for all dear brothers and sisters who is listening. And I wish all the best also to the Drasti Point and the Sara Alampara. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. That you become a channel. You become a channel to give this divine message to all our brothers and sisters. And I will be happy, more than happy, anytime if I can ask anyone's questions, they should write to you. Mm-hmm. And in next interview, you can ask that question and I will answer the question. And Swami Gajanand is there always, I'm sure. And he's one of the best singers. I wish that he will sing one bhajan on the radio. Oh, that is something. When Gajanand is singing, then many bhaktas, and in India especially, have the tears in their eyes full of love, you know. <laughs> that he opens, and his voice is so beautiful. He's a singer, you know. So next time, put the Gajanand on the bhajan. I will definitely make sure that he brings his harmonium with him when he comes um, in May to... Yeah, or he can record it. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, he can bring the harmonium. That would be wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. So thank you so much. And um, we will... um, will, I'm sure our listeners and, and myself, too, are waiting to hear from you again next month when we have our next interview. So thank you so much. And uh, we wish you... All the best to you and all the best for all yoga and daily practitioners and other friends. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll, we will again um, have you on as a guest in May. Thank you for listening to Drishti Point. We dedicate our efforts to the health and happiness of our listeners and for the health and happiness of all living beings. <laughs>